ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you on a Thursday. Jamie, I, I, oh, I have to own up to something at the top of the show here today. Okay. I was unable to watch NXT last night. That's disappointing. Because, one, the network was being all weird for me last night. It wasn't sure. loading anything. Sounds like an excuse to me. So then I come into the office this morning, and I knew we weren't going to do the podcast till probably you know around this time, mid-afternoon. And I was like, oh, I'm going to absolutely have an opportunity to watch this during, during work today. I go online. The network's down for maintenance. So what you're telling WWE, me is get you, your get your act together here. So what you're telling me is you can't give the good people that listen to FRS Slam Radio the NXT analysis they deserve. From Chris. me, no, you can provide it. Yeah, but it's not the same. If you watched the show, I did watch the show. Okay, right? so you could provide the analysis. I cannot. Was it a good show? Should I add it as to part of my viewing schedule later on today? You should. Okay, I will give a little spoiler for tomorrow. It's probably my show of the week. It's probably your show of the week. Okay. I think it's a little unfair that we always make NXT the show of the week because they have some advantages that are, I think are just unfair to everybody else. The fact that their show's only an hour, I think, is Well, it, it's is an advantage, but there's more quantity of talent on Raw and SmackDown. True. So they have all the pieces that they need to put on a successful show each week. They just don't. But that does not mean we are not going to have a full episode here full of news because today's Thursday. It's a very newsy day, actually. And today, the Wrestling Observer newsletter comes out. So every dirt sheet out there has, you know, take, takes all of Meltzer's stuff and they throw it out there for the world to see if you are not a subscriber to the newsletter. But we are going to be able to react to some of the stuff that Meltzer said. So, Jamie, I'm going to give you an option. Option B. News piece one, two, or three? Two, since I said B already. Okay, you can change your mind, though. You no, sure? No, door number two. Door number two. Okay, that means we, we're going to discuss Meltzer's ratings for Wrestle Kingdom 12. Oh, right? boy, that, ratings talk. But that's yes. What you, that's what you, you picked. I, I gave I you a choice. You picked door two. I gave I you an know. option. Okay. I am here to tell you that there is – there were two four-and-a-half-star matches. There was one 4.75-star match, and there was one five-star match on Wrestle Kingdom 12. I know all the answers. I will allow you to work this out on the air. You can ask me any questions you like. So you, okay, so if you, I deem them too leading towards the answer, I will veto your question. So one five-star, one four-and-three-quarter star, two four-and-a-half-star? Two four-and-a-half-star, yes. No match on the main show got lower than 3.75 stars. Okay. If you, if you don't count the gauntlet, each, going each individual say, gauntlet match in the trios match, which I don't. I'm going to say Jericho Omega is the 4.75 star. That is incorrect. Jericho Omega is the five-star match from Wrestle Kingdom Really? Plus. I didn't think Meltzer would give that five stars. Okay. Five-star match, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Then the... So who's the 4.75? Is it Okada? I, mean, I think it... this is easy. This is obvious. Once you know what the five-star match is, I think it's obvious to figure out what the 4.75-star match is. Is the Okada one? No. The four-way? Yeah. 
I now guess. That I four, dis- that four way wasn't as good as I thought it was. Now I be. disagree with it Meltzer. It was good, but think, it wasn't as good as I thought. I it was think the be. I think the the four way was better than Omega Jericho, but this is personal preference. Oh, I I don't think that at all. Uh, so that's your four point seven five match, and then your two four point five matches: Okada Naito and Suzuki Goto. Yeah. Uh, Ibushi against Cody, 4.25 Okay, stars. that's fair. So here's the entire card. Rapungi 3K, the Young Bucks, got four. He rated each individual match in the gauntlet match. Nothing got more than 2.75 stars. Ibushi, Cody, 4.25. Killer Elite Squad, Evil Sonata, four. Suzuki Goto, four and a half. The four-way, 4.75. Tanahashi, J. White is the 3.75 star match. Yeah, uh, that's probably being nice, too. Omega Jericho, five. And then Okada Naito, 4.5. So those are your ratings there for everyone to get mad at because apparently we just – anytime Meltzer ranks something five stars, it means we have to get angry about it. Uh, I don't agree with – Okada Omega, uh, excuse me, o- uh, Omega Jericho being a five star match, but I'm not going to yell about it here. Yeah, I mean, again, it's personal preference, right. and that's, that's his right. opinion. Yeah. I don't think it's a five star match. I do think it was better than the four way. You okay. disagree, and you even disagree with me. And on I that, disagree so. with you on that. I thought the, the fatal four way was better. Okay, door number one or door number three. Number one, Kenny Omega has signed a new contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling through January of 2019. And to loyal listener of the show, good friend of the program, Blaine. Jamie, I need your help. I need to figure out where I'm going to be getting lunch from because I have a bet with him that Kenny Omega will not show up in WWE by WrestleMania. So I'm just need to. I'm just now need to figure out. That's the easiest bet of all time. I know. I just need Why to can out, I get in on that? Well, I just need to figure out where I want to go for lunch now. Uh, like Durant's. Oh, the the, the, the fancy the steakhouse. Fancy steakhouse here. Yeah. In town? Okay. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to. I don't think that's going to happen. But make him pay up. I like. Pay I like. Up, where I like where you're thinking. So he's not winning the Royal Rumble. Is what you're saying? He's not winning the Royal Rumble, and he's not fighting anybody in WWE at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. So they're not doing the Elite versus the New Day at WrestleMania. I hate to break that to everybody. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. So he has signed a new contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling through January 2019. Very similar to what he did last time, right? Wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom, lost to Okada. Couple days after that, signed a new one-year deal. So this is the way he's going to do this for at least a little bit: is sign these one-year contracts. And and the New Japan contract structure very different to the way WWE yes. does things. This is the way they like to do it with the one-year, year-to-year type thing. The only real person that I think they've given a massive contract to is Okada. Okada's got a long-term deal; they got to lock that guy up. Yeah, and for for Kenny Omega, he's in a spot where, well, obviously everybody wants that long-term stability with all the projects that he has his hands in, and things that probably we don't even know about yet. It's not a bad idea to not lock yourself down for four, five, six years. Right, and he is keeping his option open, and I'm sure part of negotiating that deal on a one-year basis allows him to to work the PWG shows of the world, to work the Ring of Honor shows, right? Because technically, Kenny Omega's also got to sign a Ring of Honor contract, Uh and then has to sign his PWG dates. So the flexibility of signing just a one-year deal with New Japan certainly allows him to go have those other ventures, and that's good for him. Because you know what? He's going to get paid no matter where he goes. It's also a leverage play. Exactly. With the way that Kenny Omega's star has been rising and how... New Japan in 2018 is going to make a more concerted effort to ingrain itself in the United States wrestling culture. Kenny Omega is the face of that. So as he continues to prove more valuable, not only in the ring, but business-wise to New Japan, his monetary value to that company continues to rise as well. Okay, so we now only have door number three left. Number four. Candice LeRae officially signed with WWE. Yes. That's door number four. Is that if, the, you if you just, wanted a bonus piece of information. Yes, which we knew was going to happen. So door, right, sure. Do, what are you even asking? Number door three. number three is the only door left. Okay. So if I don't have much of a choice. This is, I, this is in the business, we call this a leading question. I'm fishing for an answer here. Know? What if I don't want to know? But you're not good at these. I try to set you up to set us into the next segment, and you have no idea what I'm talking about. So well, hopefully, yeah, because maybe you should like smarten me up. Well, hopefully we'll do this better this time. Besides fantasy booking the wrestling, 
What is the one thing we love talking about on this show more than anything else? Got nothing. You got to give me an answer. No, I'm not even going to give you an answer. We love the business of professional wrestling. Well, that's such a macro concept. Maybe you should be better at asking leading questions. Maybe you should at least give an answer. We talk about a million things on this show. I know, but you and I both love discussing the business of professional wrestling. So I thought you you would have gotten that. No. All right, I'll, I'll work on my leading questions for tomorrow's show. Terrible leading questions. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which, by the way, highly recommend to a wrestling fan. If you like news, that's the, that's the place to get it from. So support Dave Meltzer and do that. Thanks, Dave. Shout out to Dave Meltzer. WWE's TV deal. Jamie has been the, uh, the negative Nancy in the room, talking about how, nope, they're not going anywhere other than NBC Universal. They're going to stay there. That's been his big prediction for that, a very long that time. That is not what it is. Yep, that's exactly. Gross mischaracterization yep, of what I've been I think saying, it's but a sure. Fair, mis- fair characterization of your comments. So, in the latest edition of the newsletter, Meltzer goes into depth about the idea of the Fox Sports angle of this deal. Now, Jamie, if 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 you if WWE moved to Fox Sports, how would you see it being structured? I'm not. It's not a leading question. I just want to know how you would think it would be structured. Well, I mean, they're bringing both Raw and SmackDown package. They're not. I don't think they're going to package one and give one to another outlet. I think their biggest play is to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a non-zero possibility that NXT becomes part of that package. Okay, so you can see a case where Raw and SmackDown are all on what FS1. Yes. And then you have like NXT and maybe FS2? I mean, NXT could be on FS1 if there's not a... I mean, the, here's the thing that they have to look at. What are Fox's already predetermined sports events? Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to be people having to be confused about which channel your program is on. You don't want to have to be, oh, well, Raw is on Fox Sports 1, except for every, on, every third Monday of the month when FS1 has this on. You know, it's one thing if you have to preempt them once a year, but you you have to kind of keep all of these programs on the same network, the same channel at the same time. Okay. So assuming they don't have any other conflicts, all of them should be on FS1. So Raw, Monday, FS1, SmackDown, Tuesday, FS1, Wednesday, NXT, FS1 is how you see it breaking down, right? Yes. I'm here to tell you that that is not how Meltzer breaks it down in this story, which is very interesting to me. Now, he goes into detail about how Fox is potentially interested in buying WWE. And, of course, that's always going to come up in these conversations if they can buy WWE. WWE is still not wanting to do this, specifically Vince. Uh, Viacom has emerged as a potential player to buy the wrestling company, not aired on television, but to buy the wrestling company. And again, that is a very pie-in-the-sky idea. I am very surprised Viacom is interested in the wrestling business again. Well, they are. That's what Meltzer is reporting here. They've expressed interest in it, but as an owner, not as No, no, I know. Specifically as an owner. I mean, I I thought that everything that happened with... TNA all all those years ago would and with have really and, soured right. yeah and, would have really soured them on that. No, they still feel like it, and, and the big reason why the, it, it they like it is they feel it's a tie into their Bellator content. Bell, I yes, and, Bell, and, Bellator more closely represents WWE structure than UFC does. But from Fox Sports's perspective, if they are Fox's perspective, if they, and this is all hinge is this is all this all hinges on the idea of Fox not getting the UFC deal. And Correct. if they do get the UFC deal, they could still go after WWE. That's not been ruled yes, out. Yes, but there'll be a lot less urgency from from those. Correct. And they have them. a lot of – remember, they just sold all of their regional TV networks to ESPN. So they got a lot of cash in the bank. If they want to go and make a big play for both WWE and UFC, they can. They have the money in the bank account. There's a lot of zeros in there. So – and the same thing would apply there as a lead-in towards 
their UFC content could be WWE or UFC could lead into WWE, however they wanted to structure it. So this is very interesting, Jamie. Some of the talk, this is a quote from Meltzer, quote, some of the talk going around is that if this happens and it's all a big if, Raw would move to Fox. Proper? Channel 10? Fox proper. Network Fox. Cable Fox. Interesting. The big channel. Let me continue. With the idea that in moving it to a big network, it would not only give it the level of exposure to make it hugely popular once again, but it would also give the WWE network legitimacy. He goes on, quote, a strong positive in all of this is that if Raw was to move to Fox, it would have to be cut back to two hours from 8 to 10 p.m. because so many Fox stations have a 10 p.m. newscast. Yes, yeah, he, that, that's a great point. He goes on. That. SmackDown would then be put on FS1 as a way to boost its ratings, and I wouldn't be surprised, this is Meltzer speaking, for them to try to get more content to fill time on FS1 and FS2 since UFC fills so many hours. Okay, so let's break that all so down. That's into a lot let's, to go into. All right, so let's go one basically paragraph at a time. Okay. Let's start with the first part and let's discuss that. Some of the talk going around that Raw would move to Fox proper, as Jamie is referring to it here. Yes, Fox proper. For WWE and its product, that is almost the best case scenario in terms of pure, again, taking money out of the equation for right now and how much they pay. Mm -hmm. In terms of just pure exposure, that is almost the best case scenario possible for their product. Can I throw an idea out there and you tell me if you agree with this? Sure. Let's say USA Network comes to the table with, with a deal, right? Fox comes to the table with the same number deal, same number per year. Yes. I'm taking the Fox deal. Yes. I'm taking the national exposure Correct. of Fox. All thing, yes, absolutely. Because I doubt, I doubt USA Network and company are going to like convince NBC to do it. And I will take it a step further. USA offers X amount. Fox offers a little bit less than X amount. WWE is going to have to have a serious conversation. How much does it mean to them to be on Fox proper? That may be worth not getting the same amount that they're getting from USA because they may be able to make some of that back with ad buy rates. Yes, and they're also going to have to figure out not only the ad buy rates, but the amount of exposure it gives to WWE Network that they can do on there. Right. How they promote their pay-per-views. Do they see ancillary benefits that come on being a, a syndicated – they don't use that word anymore – but syndicated channel like the, Fox? To me, the idea of Fox proper entering this game and Raw being on Fox – changes the entire equation mm-hmm. here because if you are fox sports and you want to if you're fox and, and you're 20th century fox and you want to buy wwe even if you get the ufc deal you can still make this play yeah Put UFC, raw, ufc doesn't do real it doesn't really do monday no, but, or tuesday show but you're also not putting them on fox proper like Correct. you would with raw and you put smackdown on fs2 or fs1 you can move your other ufc content around a lot of it's pre-taped yes Right? Besides the fight night stuff that happens on, what, Fridays and Saturdays? Yeah, which is not going to conflict with WWE television. Unless, and Meltzer goes on to talk about some of the other ideas that you can have. You start adding to it. What if you add takeover pre-shows? What if you add pay-per-view pre-shows to Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2 because they're looking for more content? All of a sudden, WWE can make more money now. I've always thought that the concept of Sunday Night Heat would work again. In today's age of television? Absolutely. That you have that pre-show... That you give them a match, you you hype up the packages, you hype up the show to come, and you tell everybody, hey, you want to watch this, you need to go over to WWE Network or pay-per-view or however they're going to do it. 
I'm raising my hand. Yes, Chris. Uh, also, I don't pay the $9.99 for the pre-show. So if they gave the pre-show away for free on Fox Sports, I, as a subscriber of the network, nobody would care. am not going to be upset. Nobody would care. You, you, yeah, nobody would care. Now, them giving away NXT, now all of a sudden you're taking away something that I'm paying for. Yeah, no. NXT, if they go that route, they are going to have to find a way to replace it with something. And, and, and they're going to have to figure out what they want to do with that. I, it's no guarantee that they do that. I imagine any of these companies are going to ask. They're going to ask about NXT because even though the entity itself is not yet profitable yet and is going to be the least viewed of the three shows. There's, I think the biggest long-term play is there. They, they have to look at that and say there's a core following here that we can actually maybe make more dollars per viewer. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not more dollars in general but more dollars per viewer – by getting NXT, we can we can skew to a younger, more favorable demographic for advertising. So now, Fox is in everybody's home. Yes. So you move to Fox proper, you're now going to have the ability to be in everybody's home. They're going to be flipping through the major channels, seeing what's on at 8 o'clock, and Monday Night Raw is going to be a part of the things they look at. Some people, USA, and this is going to sound so weird, Some for some people, USA is very high up in their channel catalog. Well, USA is still a cable channel. They never get that far, right? They find something beforehand. Fox, it's one of the first channels you see when you turn on your TV. It's a there's a built-in audience that are people going to be watching that channel for things that sometimes they don't even know why they're watching that channel. They're watching but from for seven other to eight, but, but also there's yeah. more of a lead-in, right? There's a I think there's a bigger lead-in on Fox from seven to eight oh, than course. there is on USA Network from of seven course. to eight because all the lead-in on USA Network are all wrestling fans, all us wrestling fans that are watching USA waiting for Raw to start. Yes. On Fox, it's not going to be the case. So Fox may be able to boost their shows prior to that. Oh, well, some uh, people that, may throw on Fox well, while they go make dinner or and, they go and, get dinner. That's exactly what they're thinking too. That's part of what There's the play for there. that. Okay, let's talk about the second part of this because I think this is very important. Meltzer says it would have to go back to two hours. It would have to be 8 to 10 because all of these Fox stations have 10 p.m. Yeah, no, no, no. Do you have the 10 p.m. They have a hard 10 p.m. out. Is Maybe that, 10.05. Is that good? Well, yes. It's good for their product. The only reason they're at three hours right now is because USA wants them to be and they're getting paid for it. They're but not if, doing it because they think it's a goodness of their heart. Triple H just said as much. But if Fox pays them the same or close to the same that NBC Universal would pay them and puts and asks, we only want two hours, WWE should jump at that opportunity. Well, absolutely. But that's going to be part of the negotiation because the concern might be, does USA offer more dollars because they want the three hours versus what Fox offers? Ultimately, this is still going to come back down to money. It is going to be a Direct and indirect money. Yes. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that come down to this. But that part in particular is extremely interesting to me. And I think the other thing to factor in here is – the network exposure. Yes. Fox is going to give them a better chance for network exposure. And a different audience. Which, by the way, might not be a bad thing. It might not be a bad thing to if all things are button. equal to have it on. You've been on USA for a long time. Mm -hmm. It might not be a bad thing. Basically, no, you've been on USA the entire time you've had the network. Well, you've been on USA for two separate stints. Yes, too. but I mean particularly since you've had the network. Right, the network you've era been on has USA been USA today. USA, the whole yes. USA, today. USA, USA network the whole time. Correct. It might not be a terrible thing to expose a new channel's audience to your WWE Network product. So, this, again, all hinges on whether or not UFC signs that deal with Fox. That is going to determine the direction we go. So, that was part one. What was the next part? So, uh, SmackDown would then be put on FS1 as a way to boost its ratings, and I wouldn't be surprised for them to try and get more content to fill time on FS1 and FS2 since UFC fills so many hours. Okay, so yeah, SmackDown being on FS1 is what I'd imagine it would be. That that doesn't bother me, shock me, surprise me. I, I have no real thoughts on that one. What? Hold on. 
Uh, oh, yeah, okay, you do. 205 Live. Nobody cares. That show's dead. I know, but that's the carrot you can dangle if you don't want to give away the farm with NXT. If anybody with any either business or wrestling sense in any of these companies hear that, they're going to say, we don't want that product. Okay. That's a dead product. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I, I tend to agree they're with gonna you. They're going to ask about NXT. WWE's going to say about 205 Live, and then we're all going to have a good laugh, and then we're going to see how serious they are. Because I, I, I really do think WWE is hesitant to give away NXT. Now, As the, they should be. It's if, a huge chip. If, well, no, and it's a huge chip for two reasons. One, because it, when they open that can of worms, they got to make sure they get the most money for it, right? If you're going to give away NXT and you're going to open up that can of worms of taking something that's on the network and give it away on free TV, you got to make sure you get enough money for it. Because once you sign that deal, that's it. You can't, re you can't renegotiate the deal later when NXT maybe explodes and gets even more popular, right? You can't do that. Two, you have 1.5 million network subscribers that you can't double cross here, right? You give away NXT for free, they're going to start to look at you and be like, why do I need the network? Yeah, that you two things happen there. One, you have to be given such an amount of money that it's worth taking the risk of alienating your network customers, who, by the way, are still if are, are just as much important to you as the TV network. Two, you have to have a equal or what you believe is close to equal replacement for it in place immediately. Like it doesn't have to go out immediately, but the idea has to be finalized immediately. You have to know what you're replacing it with. So when people say, why should I subscribe to your network now that you're taking NXT away from me? You don't just say, oh, all the other things we were already giving you. That's not a good enough no, answer. No, that's not a good enough answer. I got a couple more things here for you from this. WWE wants its future home decided by May, even though the move, if there is one, wouldn't be until October of 2019. I mean, there's one thing between want and what will actually happen. Oh, sure. I want a million dollars. I'm not getting a million dollars. No, never. Uh, but I, I don't blame them for wanting something to be done as quickly as possible. And if they can get something done that quickly and create a false sense of urgency with a false deadline. But here's the problem. I don't know. Uh, it's funny because both sides of this negotiation are going to have different scales of leverage. Whenever you have multiple people bidding on a product, that product then has leverage. But ultimately, WWE doesn't have 10 places it can go. It's still not the I NFL. I think they have three. And I think they have two legit. I, I, I still don't see Facebook as offering the same amount of money as any of the TV networks do. Yeah, Facebook is my third. Um, so at that point, both sides kind of know they have some leverage, and both sides kind of know that they don't. Here is the one good thing for WWE. The same person that's negotiating the UFC TV deal is negotiating the WWE TV deal. It's the same It's the same person. Here's another thing that's going to work in WWE's favor. Jamie, if UFC doesn't sign with Fox, Fox doesn't get that UFC deal, they're in a lot of trouble. They they're going to need content back. However, there's also the negative to that of if there's a falling out between Fox and the person they're negotiating with for you, Correct, UFC, the same person. That could hinder conversations. But what if the conversation goes like this? UFC, we're not going to really be able to get this done, but I also represent WWE. I can put in a good word with them. We might be able to work something out here. It, it's That's very, certainly it's possible. Very possible. I don't see this as an advantage or a disadvantage. You just see it as a, just a, a it footnote. It just happens to be a thing. Okay. It might have an impact, but I don't know if we can fully gauge if it's going to be a positive or a negative impact yet. So today, after reading all of this news to you, 
what do you rank the percentage chances that WWE stays on NBC Universal and the USA Network? Because you've been a big believer in that. To, to a certain extent, I, I mean, to be fair, I've been too. saying all along I think they're going to Fox. Oh, really? Yes. I've been saying that all along. Oh, okay. Then I'm. Then I I've been very. I've been, very, I've been very adamant about it not being Facebook. Oh, then I. But okay, I thought okay, that okay, I, I I've always position. said it's going to be Fox or NBC, and I really think Fox is going to make a strong play. Um, so I would say before you read me that news, I thought it was probably sixty forty NBC. Okay. Universal. Now they would say I'd probably say now it's sixty forty Fox. Just based off of that one piece yes. of news. The piece of news that they're considering putting them on Fox proper changes the game. is a game-changing piece of information. Because because NBC Universal is not putting them on on NBC proper except for maybe a tribute to the troops every once in a while or maybe a Saturday night's main event special, maybe. And I want to make something very clear. The reason why that is a big deal is because WWE and their brass have to look at that and say, how much is that worth to us? Right? How much is, is the idea of being on Fox proper worth to us? Because that may be able to offset not getting as much upfront per year as they would in the NBC Universal deal, correct? Yes. And it also helps them as other wrestling companies attempt to expand. By the way, we're about to be invaded by the ping pong table. I know. So just uh, if, you, as, if you start to hear ping pong going off in the background, yeah. that's the office outside. As people start, as other entities start to expand into the US or expand their coverage because they're already in the US. It helps to have the ultimate trump card of we're on the biggest network, aside from CBS, possible. Because if, for whatever reason, Sinclair Media, or Sinclair Broadcasting, excuse me, decides that they want to make a concerted effort to push Ring of Honor's product, they have a superstation to do it on. They do. I mean, they have. They've affiliates. shown no interest in wanting to do that so far. No, but they, and have, they may never. But they have TV stations all over the country. They they hit, they they snap their fingers. It happens. Well, yes, they have TV stations all over the country, and they own a superstation now in WGN. Right. So it they snap their fingers. It happens. So that's a possibility. If New Japan could, you know, New Japan's deal with Access. That's a, that's a cable company. So now what you're going to do is you're going to put now again being on being on a cable company like Access versus being on a cable company like USA Network night are day. night and day. I mean, absolutely, but. Ultimately, you're carrying yourself a, a huge trump card in that we are on a massive syndicated network. Think of the think of the advertisers you can go to with yeah. that with that play. You're in a lot of homes at that point. You're you're in almost every home with a television. And you know what? To a certain extent, on Raw, on Raw. One of the main reasons why they want to put Raw there is because they want to try to get wrestling to be popular again, and they think that's a good way to do it. I, I tend to agree with them. If you're going to want to make wrestling popular again, you want it to be mainstream, don't you have to try to get it in front of the most eyeballs possible? Yes. The, the allure of that is a massive game changer. Now, the question is going to be... Do they execute properly? And, and if well, they do is, make the move, does, does it Does the work? money make sense, too? Well, what... I because think, I think Fox is going to say... If Fox is going to leverage that massive opportunity that literally nobody else is going to offer them into trying to get a better deal. Right. Or to try to get... A better deal, not, maybe not just financially, but yeah, we'll give you this on Raw, but we want SmackDown and NXT, and we're not going to back off that point. And then, and that's where WWE and their business people, Vince included, have to decide how much is that worth to us. How is right now? You're getting X amount of dollars for five hours of television on NBC. Universal. I forget what the number is. is Here, it like 180 something, whatever it is. We we'll use 180. Is the I don't number. even need the number. Okay, you're you're getting paid X number for five hours of television on NBC Universal right mm-hmm. now. We want those five hours, but it's two for Raw, two for SmackDown, one for NXT. 
For X amount of dollars. For X amount that's of dollars. less than NBC Universal. So in, in essence, that's going to be a sticking point, I imagine. Because to me, I would much rather have the hour of NXT than the third hour of Raw if I'm thinking long term. In a short term, you'd rather have Raw, the third hour of Raw, for if you're a TBA company. I, but if you know you have that hard out at 10 anyway, then in that case, it's just saying, well, fine, we only need two hours of Raw, so give us the other hour on the back end of the week. Here's my thing. It... Because you talk about the short-term, potentially, pitfalls with yes. the long-term gains. The short-term pitfalls can be offset depending on how much that number is. Well, also, so, my, th- my thought would be you're not going to – NXT is not going to draw a 2.8. No. So, here, so here's my example. Can we use 180 as the number? Yes. I don't know if that's right or not. $180 million is what NBC Universal is going to offer in this hypothetical universe that we're dealing with for five hours of television. Three for Raw, two for SmackDown, Right. And we don't know. They may ask for another hour of SmackDown in the next TV negotiations. Don't rule that out any either, by the way, everybody. Yes. Don't rule that out. Because WWE programming, despite being the ratings as low as they are, is still USA Network's highest rating shows. So there's money to be made there. So for five hours of content, three Raw, two SmackDown, they offer 180 in our hypothetical universe. Fox comes to the table says, we'll give you $165 million a year. We want two hours of Raw. We're going to put you on Fox proper. Two hours of SmackDown, that's going to be on Fox Sports 1. And we want an hour of NXT on Wednesday. That's on Fox Sports 1 as well. What's the better deal for WWE? I think the Fox deal is. I'll, take, I'll take the $15 million less a year to be on Fox proper. I think I can make it back. Yeah, and, and if they believe they can do that, they will. Right. But now if Fox comes to the table and says, we're only going to pay you 90 we're going to pay half of what NBC is going to pay? Okay, now it's not worth it. I don't know if I can make that back. Yeah, they, they will, there are a lot of people that do a lot of studies that make a lot of money to determine the indirect value of certain things. They will find out how much money the exposure of being on Fox proper will be, and they will find out how much money they think they potentially lose by, let's say, in this hypothetical, taking NXT off of the network and potential people leaving the network because of that. Now, again, pay-per-views being a part of the network subscription is always going to help them. This is the saving yes. grace of that, right? You and I have gone back and forth about they made a mistake by keeping all the big four on there. If they make this move, that might actually save them in the short term. Long term, they're still going to need to add to the network. Whether that's in the UK show, whether that's acquiring other promotions to yes. air on the show, they're going to need to maneuver themselves into the network being better. Yes. And the, and by the way, if they want to go to a tier system, you better have something new if you take NXT well, that, off the table. That's going to be the big problem. This might be the thing that kills the tier system for a while. For at least a short maybe six months to 12 months. That might even be more than that. If, if, if they take NXT off the network because they find it so financially beneficial to do so, that tier system is going to be a back burner thing. For Unless they have planned ahead. Unless they have a bunch of stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about that they're ready to launch for a tier system. Because you want to know how, Jamie, you maybe make up that $15 million a year that I just talked about? You get people to jump from a nine ninety nine tier to a nineteen ninety nine tier. You get Yeah, but you're gonna you, you're I mean, gonna need to add a lot. You, no no no. Agreed. And we've gone into great lengths into describing what that would need to look like, especially if you take NXT off the network. But you go to a 1999 tier, and let's say, for example, everybody, 1.5 million subscribers, all go up to the 1999 tier, which is not, which is going to happen. Well, let's say you go that. That's an extra 10 million you just made. You just made yeah, 10 million. Yeah, I, I think that's that's very optimistic. Uh, agreed, but it's possible. It's certainly within the realm of possibility. Now, this is the other thing I want to talk about, Jamie. Let's talk about the wrestling and booking decisions behind Raw going to two hours, because I saw a lot of people. 
And as you and I are both big proponents of a two-hour Raw because we think it's going to be better for everybody involved, we think it's better for our storylines. There are people out there that are now looking at this and saying, hey, look, three hours going down to two hours. I worry about my favorite wrestler getting lost in the shuffle. My response to that, look at NXT. NXT is one hour every week. Sometimes my favorite wrestlers on NXT don't wrestle for two or three weeks. But then when they come back, it feels important. feels like a big deal. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. You don't need to people on TV every week. Awesome. Because when you do, you, you get these things where you have Sheamus and Cesaro versus Rollins and Ambrose and now Rollins and Jordan every week for seven weeks. And on a two-hour Raw, you're not going to be able to have 15, 20-minute matches. So... No, they're going to be shorter matches, but also they're not going to do as many throwback moments. They're not going to do as many replays. So here, they're I killing wanna, time. I want to stay on the matches for a second, right? Because now we we live in an age, and tell me if you disagree with this, where the in-ring wrestling is maybe just as important, if not more important, than the story. In today's world of wrestling, would I would you agree say, or disagree with that sentence? I would say, in my normal fashion, I'm going to answer it not as a yes or no. Lovely. The wrestling, for the example I'm The in-ring wrestling is more important than the story. It's not more important than the characters. Okay. That's how I But the in-ring wrestling is more important than probably it's ever been. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. So, you're giving me 20-minute matches every week on Raw and your main event and your opening match, but they don't matter, right? Because the story's not there and I'm seeing the same matches every week. On a two-hour Raw, you're not going to give me the 20-minute classics on, on, on TV, the 15-minute main events for titles, unless the story brings you there. Yes. Everything's going to be, what, five to eight minutes? And you're not going to have as many matches. You're going to have more story-driven Pretty content. Pretty much everything but the main event will be that, yeah. Right. Isn't that better? I think that's a better product. So I don't have to see Rollins and, and Jordan fight Sheamus and Cesaro every week for six months because that's what I've been watching. You go to two hours, you're not going to be able to do that every week because you got to get everybody in. you got to move the chess pieces around. Yes. That's probably better. It should be. It's, it's, it's a better product on a two-hour show. And, the, and before, you and I have both said they're never going back to two hours because the money is not there. We said we'd never go back until the network or network tells them to. Because if the money's if the money goes away, there we say we don't need that or want that. They'll go back. They're not they're not doing three hours because they want to. No, but we but we've always said that the can of worms is open. It's not they're not going to close it themselves. No, they'll let the TV deals yes, close the TV correct. deals close it. Somebody else would have to close it. Fox is closing it, but they're offering a pretty nice solution to closing it. Yes, and a good reason why. And I think if they can again make the money work, WWE would be more than happy to not produce the third hour. Do you worry about SmackDown not being on Fox Popper and being cast away on FS1? Do you worry about the, the perception of that, you know, the B-show perception? Well, here's the reality of it. It's the B-show. Yes. I hate to break it down. No, no, no. It's never going to be equal. They've, they've tried. Even when the, there are times where SmackDown might put out a better product for a month or three months. The, be or the beginning months. of the brand split SmackDown was better. Or the Paul Heyman SmackDown. Was better. But it's never going to be the A-show. And they're, nev they're never going to treat it that way. It's never going to be that way. It doesn't matter. All right? If, if, you, if I ask you right now, what if I say go name a wrestling show – and you asked 100 people that weren't, didn't consider themselves wrestling fans, you have a much better chance of hearing the word Raw than the word SmackDown. Agreed. Period. Agreed. So you can't let that perception that nobody believes it's a 1A show. So you can't let that perception creep into your negotiations. So no, I do not worry about that. I would imagine that the show itself will, won't do quite the same ratings as it would on USA. I would rather be on USA than, let's say, Fox Sports 1. I think you stand a better chance of, see, of getting a bigger audience on USA than Fox Sports 1. But ultimately, if it's part of the deal, it's part of the deal. I have another question for you. 
does it not being on Fox proper? Because right now, Raw and SmackDown are both on the USA Network. So to a certain extent, WWE likes to book them the same for continuity's sake because you're going to see some of the same shows. With one being on Fox and one being on Fox Sports 1, does that allow SmackDown to maybe get a little bit more creative? Does the writing team get more creativity and go ahead and do whatever you want? You're not on the big network. No? no? Okay. No. Because they have people who do that now and they don't do it. No, because I think they're on the same channel. It doesn't matter. It kind of does, no, though. It, it does. They're on the same channel. I don't think that matters at all. If they, they could book SmackDown however they, they damn well please, but they don't. All right. You know what I mean? Like they, they no, don't. yes. They, I mean, they, of course I, they, what, they can. They came to the same angle? Absolution and Riot Squad weren't the same angle? No. I mean, so like they, they, they can do it. They just choose not they to. They choose not to. And maybe I'm just trying to be wishful thinking in the idea of them being on a different network could allow them to maybe step outside the bounds a little bit more. Because in, in, in SmackDown's heyday, when did they have the most success? When they were on a different channel than Raw, right? Raw was on USA and, or TNT at the time. And where was SmackDown? UPN? Yeah. So that was their heyday, right? It was when they were on two, two different channels. Yeah. So that was, that was the thought behind that. Yeah, I don't worry about that. So you're, you've now flipped. You're 60-40 Fox now. Yes. Does, the, does Fox getting a UFC deal change that percentage? Or do you Probably because it means just they have less – they have more leverage than they did before. You see, like, 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 this is all going to come down to a leverage play and a well, money of course, play it's every point. contract negotiation in the history of sports and business. Yeah, so that, that's, that's that. why I try not to get too terribly excited about these things because ultimately they could say we're going to put you on Channel 10 and you're going to basically – you're going to be – Channel 10 is the Fox. I know. You keep, here, doing, keep that, doing that and that's – so uh, but everybody out there, that Channel 10 is our Fox. Uh, I'm going to put you on Fox proper, and you're going to. Uh, we're just going to call it the WWE Network now. But if they offer you a quarter of what USA offers, they're not going. Correct. So the like m- money it, it, talks. Ultimately, that's going to buy them maybe a little extra negotiating power when it term- comes to financials, but not a lot. It will allow them to offer l- a little bit less than USA Network. It will not allow them to completely undercut the USA Network Correct. deal. That's going to be the key, and WWE is going to have a number because you know what. If Meltzer's talking about this, they've been talking about it for a long time. They know what the number is, the minimum number that Fox has to offer them for them to be like, okay, we can walk away from USA because we're going to be able to make up the difference. They know what that number is. And ultimately, and I've said this before, I think this is the last deal they sign with a purely TV network. Because I think this is going to be a five, six, seven-year deal, and this will be the last one of those that they sign because I think the – cable slash television industry seven years from now is going to be so vastly different than what it looks like now that it's that the game is going to be completely changed see i love this stuff this part of the wrestling business and any sort of like sports and stuff i love this stuff i love the inner workings the business negotiations the tv deal like this stuff is so fascinating to me and i think you're right i think this is going to be the last tv deal that they they sign because I don't know if the next play is Twitter, Facebook, Amazon, if it's you know t- teaming up with a Netflix or a Hulu. or a, I don't know. But to your point, think about how much we've changed from the last TV deal that WWE signed. A lot has changed in the TV business. The cord-cutting you know, mm-hmm. population has grown, and you have things like PlayStation View and Sling and, and Hulu TV and YouTube TV and all that stuff, right? What's going to happen after the end of this next deal? Because I think at a minimum it's three years, this next deal, at least. Yeah, I'd imagine it's going to be – I mean there might be some opt-ins, opt-outs kind of but thing. At but at least the next three years, yeah. WWE is going to be – Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing either side would not want to have I, I a can't lot of even, years attached to this. I can't even begin to tell you how many things are going to change between now and the next three years. And this deal will start until October 2019. If I had to guess, okay, 
what you, I imagine. And the one thing you're really good at on this show is guessing. Is guessing. Yeah, because you don't even try. You're uh, Mr. Like, oh, I, feel, I only care about facts and what actually happens. Right. If I had to project out what I think that their next deal would look like, I would not be surprised if those negotiations are which distribution outlets can we get WWE Network on, not which networks can we get Raw and SmackDown on. Ooh. I think the Raw and SmackDown is destined for the network at some point, but only when they can get the network itself distributed to enough places and enough households. If they get into all of these streaming services, if they can cut deals with a DirecTV, even whatever the cable industry looks like at that point, if they can create that channel element to mm-hmm. it. So it's a channel for those who subscribe to cable or satellite. It is a streaming service for those who subscribe to or have Apple TV, a Slingbox, whatever new piece of technology so, is going to come out between now and anytime between 2024 and 2026. Perfect example. I have Sling TV right now. I scroll at the top and I click the channel that I want. It gives me the live feed. Why can't WWE Network create a channel like that? They can. They already have. They have it on. They have a live feed on their own network. So that, so that is the future. It's not there. They can't no, make no, enough no. money off of it today. No, they have to get to that point. They have to build a network out enough. But that is where I think they're going. And they need to have those deals with Sling and Hulu. And they need distribution. It, it's the same. It's, it's the a same deal. It's just a different thing they're yep. distributing. It's a distribution play, as Absolutely. it always has been. And. And you have the DirecTVs of the world. Uh, you have the Apple TVs of the world. The we Chromecasts. are moving toward more and more a la carte products. Where you can kind of piece together what you want. So they, if they can distribute where they can say, okay, if I'm a, a subscriber to DirecTV and I buy this, let's just call the it The gold package. package. This gold package. Which I have I can no idea if that's what it's called. Any 20 channels I want. Mm-hmm. And if WWE can be on those lists. That's important. That's huge. That's the big play. Because that's where this is going. Yep. So you can't ignore the people that are still going to use traditional television, or it's weird calling direct TV and stuff traditional television now, but traditional television, you need to be able to reach those people to get enough money. And you need to be able to produce a live product. And I think that's where they're going. Anything else that you want to talk about? Anything else that's tickling your fancy here today on a Thursday? trying to think anything else tickling my fancy. I was not prepared for you to, to Well, you I ask you this at the end of every show and you're never prepared. I didn't know we were ending the show. So. Well, we're, I was going to talk about distribution deals. You, you want to no, keep talking? I, I don't no, really please continue. I don't, you're not going to stop me. This was the biggest piece of news. What was Sean Cena's big announcement, by oh, the way? Oh, uh, so I think he's joining the cast of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series or something like that. Oh, oh. The cartoon or something. Oh. And he's the host of the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards. He was also asked about joining the Bullet Club. He did a live q and I think, on Twitter or Periscope or something or Instagram. And he was asked about joining the Bullet Club. And he's like, hmm, Bullet Club, that's a tough one. He goes, they probably wouldn't want me. I'm a little past my prime. Like three years ago, they might have wanted me, but now I'm I'm like the old guy. So that was pretty funny. I did, he was it was very tongue in cheek, very self aware. Yeah, John Cena, which is my new favorite character. Mm. That was a disappointing announcement. Yeah, what? Well, what did you expect? Did you I expect he was going to say he's leaving WWE? Or, no, or, I thought or, he was going to say I'm going to fight the Undertaker. No, yeah, yeah, let's announce that on know, Twitter. No. Yeah, that's great. Yo, uh, yeah, it'd be the first time anybody in WWE broke news on Twitter. You're right, Chris. Uh, Enzo Amore to TMZ Sports said Ronda Rousey's in for a rude awakening in WWE. Uh, yeah, I, I don't listen to anything Enzo Mori says anymore um, because I he I he's ninety percent working everybody anytime he makes a comment. Did you watch the latest Straight to the Source with him? Yeah, it's brutal. Y- yeah, you came in. Oh, you know what? This was, it was you who was telling yes. me this. You came in here what yesterday yes. and you were complaining about Straight yes. to the Source. You don't like the show. I haven't seen a single episode of it, but now on your recommendation, I, I don't, don't like the show. Well, uh, there are two episodes in. They did Roman Reigns first, which and then they skip. did uh, Enzo Mori. Also a skip and. 
Look, I know Enzo Amore plays a character in which his own personality is turned up to not even to level 10, level 170. Wow. But the problem was is that entire show was a work. Oh, the entire show is work? Is I, I, no despite it being not? The entire show was a work. It was, it was, I mean, it was Seems too a little obvious. Odd. Either it was a work or Enzo Amore has zero good human being qualities in his body. And I do not believe that to be the case. I I'm, I don't need I know more, I might have to watch that. To I don't see. need more worked shows on the network. I I've always believed that the network should skew, in my humble opinion, toward the hardcore wrestling fan. They are willing to spend nine ninety nine a month and maybe eventually more than that, and they go to a tiered system to join your network. That you have to know that you're going to have a massive audience that are like us, that are big fans, that are regular subscribers, that are not seasonal subscribers. I don't want to be worked on that network unless it serves a purpose. I'm fine with getting worked occasionally. Think about it. The, uh, the Jericho Omega Twitter feud. Oh, Prior that's to, what I wanted to talk about. That, okay, we'll talk, then we'll talk about that in a second. That, I'm perfect. I like that. I like being worked like that. But don't build entire kayfabe shows. Like, I, I don't need a kayfabe show. I already have enough kayfabe shows. I'm, I'm fine with a mix. I'm fine with a... Worked shoot show. I'm all about that. Talking smack on some level it was a work shoot. Was a work shoot where sometimes it was way more of a work, sometimes it was way more of a shoot. Yes, I'm fine with that. But I wanted, I want them to act like human beings on the network versus characters. But that's my personal preference. Maybe I, I'm wrong. I got two. Well, you're always wrong. But I got two things here for you. It's hurtful, Chris. Uh, two things here for you. One, the mixed match challenge will not air. Uh, on uh, Facebook Watch in the UK because they don't have that, so it's going to be on the network in the UK. Also. Uh, speaking of mixed match challenge, okay. The, the, excuse you, the mixed match challenge. challenge. Um, there have been some reports that they have been doing like pr not actual mixed match challenge, but like pre-show stuff before SmackDown. Well, that's not the way it was described when they announced the damn thing. So, because in uh, wherever SmackDown was this week, where were they? Uh, Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. That's correct. Uh, they were in Birmingham. I remember that because right oh, like, Jordan was making fun of uh, Cla the, the Crimson uh, Tide. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they actually Jordan. Yeah, they actually did a. Oh, right. okay, yes. They had um, Jimmy Uso and Naomi face off against a team that wasn't in the mixed match challenges. Baron Corbin and somebody. Wow. Alicia Fox. Uh, which is weird because Alicia Fox is not. On. No, it wasn't Alicia Fox. Yeah, it, was it Alicia Fox? This is the word. Good, good, good reporting here, Jamie. I can't remember what it was. Well, that's the point. But they were doing it beforehand because they were still doing 205 Live afterward. So they and were, a dark match. So they were preparing. Or they were just. But what I'm saying is, is well, as long as 205 Live's on the air, if they're doing SmackDown 205 Live dark match, they're not. They announced it as much. They're well. They're, they're still doing it. We'll they're see. pushing 205 Live back once the mixed match challenge starts. We'll see. I don't know why you have to do this. That's what they said. Unless they changed their mind, which is certainly possible. This is certainly what they do. Uh, I am going to make a very rare podcast recommendation here on this show, which I never do. Jamie, you are, you're the king of that. Podcast recommendation. You listen to the latest Talk is Jericho with Kenny Omega? No, I have not had a chance yet. It is Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho sitting down after their match at the, Wrestle, at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Do you want to – and I will preface this by saying – if you are somebody out there that doesn't like the curtain being pulled, doesn't like knowing how things happened, doesn't like knowing how wrestlers did certain things because you don't want that part of the, the mystique to be ruined for you, 
then do not listen to this podcast. If you are like me, who enjoys wrestling as an art form, just like I enjoy movie and I like watching actor interviews describe their role in the movie, which is what I saw a lot of people compare this to and I thought that was the best comparison ever. This was like two actors discussing their roles in a movie together. That's what this podcast was. By the way, the one thing you will get from this podcast is how many things in that match went wrong. How many things they had planned to do and that they were not able to do and not able to set up. And how many things they called on the fly. It's just incredible. Great insight. Chris Jericho has got one of the best wrestling minds for the business and how things work that I've ever heard. This is one of the best interviews I've heard Omega do. He was really laid back, really opened up, was really into just telling the story about how they put this together. And they started at the first conversation that Jericho and Omega had all the way up to the dome. Uh, by the way, if any if any of you were confused as to about why Kenny Omega was wearing what he was wearing at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, he explains that, all of it. So, so, Jamie, I recommend to you listening to the hour and 25-minute podcast between Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho if you would like to learn more. Because I know you're like me. You like to know about that stuff. Yes. Uh, and I, I listened actually to the, the – if you listen to the pre-show one as well, he does with Don Callis. I did not listen to that one. That's a very, very good one as well about how this all came together, what the, the, the seed of the idea was – some of the bumps that they, they had in the road, what Jericho's conversation with Vince McMahon was like, all of that stuff was, there Vince, is a, was very good. There's another Vince story in this podcast as well. I won't ruin it for everyone. So highly recommend everyone to listen to that. Anything else, Jamie, before I do my job and get us out of here? Uh, no. All right. Oh, you know, no, I have one last thing. Of course you do. I have one last thing because this was a topic that I've heard on several podcasts now. And I just want to address this with you while we have a couple minutes. We have do, as many, actually, we have as much time as you'd like. Do you have an issue with how – this is going to be, by the way, completely out of left field on you. Okay. Do you, you did not ask this in the pre-show meeting. Do you have an issue with how much Finn Balor smiles? This is, seems to be a very, very hot topic in some little part. Like the store? Not, not, not like the store. Which, in by the way, is getting – all of the stores are getting Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan shirts. Or just, just Joey Ryan shirts, excuse me. Yes. Uh, this seems to be a big topic that he's smiling too much. Sorry that he's having it's fun. Cheesy. Oh, I'm sorry that he's having fun. Just, I want, I want, so all my, I want all my wrestlers to just be monotone and not have any expression when they're enjoying themselves. Get out, get out of here. Who said this? How many people? Uh, well, this has been every uh, Wade Keller. Oh, so that's okay. two different guests on his podcast, two different correspondents that called in from the show, and I've seen it on Reddit. All within the last few days, guys. Wrestling's supposed to be fun. So okay, I just smile. Just want to let everyone know it's okay. Yeah, I have zero issue with him smiling. Okay, he's having a good time. It doesn't take. By, so here's why. Here's where him smiling I would have an issue with. If it takes away from the story they're trying to tell. So far, not not taken away from anything. He looks like he's having fun with his good brothers. That his good brothers are back together. He's having a good time. Does everyone have a problem with uh, Matt Hardy laughing too much? Well, <laughs> maybe. Okay, fair enough. That's, Baby, that's maybe, a different maybe, story. Maybe poor example. That's a different story. Uh, but no, yes. zero problem with it. You? No, I have no problem with you're, it. You're the, uh, you're... I, I, uh, I'm not sure. The root of their issue apparently is that it's either too cheesy or that it doesn't feel natural or whatever that stuff is. I don't know. I, to me, I think that's that's nitpicking at its finest. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't so, know. That was all. I don't notice it. Any other random questions? There are people have said about uh, Bailey's ring attire lately. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm just of... people angry about stuff. I think what else people are angry about. People are probably angry about a lot of things. Usually Roman Reigns, they're angry about Roman Reigns. People are angry about like the match ratings for Wrestle Kingdom 12. Well, I mean, that's that's to be expected. Like I, I'm just people get mad at Oh, oh I'm sorry. Lot. Can I read you something? Sure. This is from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. This is about Kenny Omega's contract. 
Uh, as far as Omega goes on 1-9, January 9th, he signed a new contract, so it's official he's with New Japan through January 31st of 2019, so he won't be in the Royal Rumble this year or next year yeah, or really. WrestleMania. Which this is this is Meltzer taking a subtle jab at the internet, and I love it. Which which no doubt won't keep people from speculating on his roles in those shows daily. Oh yeah, no, of course, yeah, it's it, it's amazing to me. Uh, I don't know. Again, I, I understand wishful thinking. So Ken, so Kenny Omega's in the Royal Rumble now, right? No, he is not. See, do you think his odds have changed now that he signed that? Uh, that I, new I wonder deal? if his odds have it, It's funny. I, I thought about this the other day. It's I, I told you this on the show yesterday that I I spent. When it was Tuesday, I think, like not there was like a nine minute video of watching people react to AJ Styles coming out at the Royal Rumble to make his debut, mm-hmm. and I was trying to think of how many wrestlers could come back or come over that would get a bigger reaction three. than that. You think three? Three people could get a bigger reaction than AJ Styles. I'm not sure I got that high. You, how many do you have? I thought the only person I could legitimately get a bigger reaction. I thought there were well. Okay. Three. Okay, I should, I, I should say this. Not returning, because Punk and Brian, yes. Okay, so those are Sorry. two of the three. Sorry. I, no, that's a good point. I think there's only they... one non-WWE person that could ever And it's Kenny Omega. And it's Kenny Omega. Correct. Can you think of anybody else? No, but the reason why I got to three was because... Yeah, if, I, I realized like three... If Punk, Punk and Brian both come Punk back as a Brian surprise at the get... Rumble, the, place, the roof would fall off of the building. Yeah, Punk and Brian... Other than be... Omega and we're not... Returns don't count. It's got to be somebody debuting... Like Styles did? Yeah, like it can't be like Steve Austin in the ring again. Uh, I mean, somebody like I mean, it, somebody I basically would, following the AJ Styles. I mean, part. I would absolutely throw things against the wall if Okada ever got to WWE. But yeah, but not enough people. I, the I reaction know, in the I building know, would I know, be. I know it's not gonna. It should, that's just a me thing. Same thing with Naito. Uh, yeah, I think it's just Omega. I think it's just like Omega. I'm just thinking like if, if it just like popped up on the board like just just it's like a dark, 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 and then like an Omega the symbol of the Greek letter Omega. It, the, and then just then flashes the back. Place says, Kenny Omega would on go the, nuts. on the Tron. Place would go nuts. We're just gonna close up with Roman Reigns' face looking at it. By the way, the camera work on that was the worst thing I've ever seen Kevin Dunn do in the history of WWE. It's funny the video that the video they put out on their YouTube channel of was what better because was the exact thing they should have done. Well, right, but they panicked for whatever reason, wanting Roman's reaction as if Roman's reaction was gonna tell me who it was. He looked at the screen like I have no idea who you are. Yeah, we everybody knew who it was. It was poor. Was poor. Yeah, like he didn't do that that second thing where he should have like opened his eyes real wide. Like, should squint? Who is it? And once it said "phenomenal" on the screen and the crowd reacted, he should have gone like, oh. right. And he just like, did. There should have been like a gasp where his eyes opened, like, oh no, it's him. No, and then he just. But did. it was really like a who is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, that's AJ Styles. That's just great. Yeah, I think Omega is the only answer of people who would debut. Obviously, Punk and Brian would absolutely yes. blow the lid off of the place. Uh, I think that's going to do it here. I'm going to get us out of here before we sidebar into complaining about somebody else's promo work or whatever everyone's mad at. I hope Finn today. Balor doesn't lose his smile. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're looking out for, Finn Balor losing his smile. All right, guys, that's going to do it. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, we'll do show of the week tomorrow, and we will also try to get Jamie to watch some other wrestling. It's probably not going to go as well as I expected to, but we will do that tomorrow, everyone. Have a great day. We'll talk to you then.